0: You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Achterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for The Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Piston Podcast, recorded today on the 1st of May, I know, first day of the month. This week, the podcast is going to be a little bit different because I'm joined by my colleague, sometimes friend, Matthew Loverhouse. Hello everyone. Hello. We're doing this over Zoom because obviously we can't actually see each other and we can't do it in the Redshift studio or whatever. I'm at home as usual, Matthew's in his kitchen, and it's all very simple, but hopefully it's going to go quite smoothly. Um, We've got a good show for you all some good conversation and it's not just me nattering on so hopefully it'll be a bit more interesting than it has been in yeah, the
1: past. Yeah because I'm here obviously. Yes
0: so Matthew would you like to introduce yourself because obviously some of the listeners probably don't have a clue who you are. Um,
1: <laughs> um, I'm Matthew Love-Rouse, uh, I'm his colleague, uh, friends, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know what much to say, born in the best place on earth New key in Cornwall.
0: <laughs> no, it's definitely Chester, the best place in the world. But uh, uh, no, no. let's get this over and done with um, promotions and stuff like that. Me and Matthew both have a YouTube channel called All yes. Things Auto. Um, yes, and it's fantastic. So everybody should check it out, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Some huge
1: good... laugh. It's so good.
0: Yeah, we don't really take it seriously, really, do we? It's just <laughs> no, messing no, no. around well, with bikes and stuff. It's cars. just because
1: we know, because obviously we're not that big, so we can't afford like add revenue and stuff.
0: Of course, we can't just go to Lamborghini and say, give me a Gallardo, I want to test it. We just, we're stuck yeah. with Fiat Pandas and Audi A4s. and VW camper vans. VW camper vans. Would you like to talk about your campervan Because that is quite interesting.
1: I'd love to talk about my camper van. Right, so right. <laughs> it's a uh, 1959 T1 uh, camper van. Yeah. Uh, Porsche yellow, uh, you will see... If you check out the YouTube channel, you will see a video coming up this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1.6 turbocharged VAT4.
0: Turbocharged?
1: Uh, sorry, not turbocharged. I don't know why I, I said say... that. <laughs> I'm used to saying turbocharged. Uh, 1, turbo. 1. 1.6. Naturally aspirated uh, air-cooled engine. Uh, probably around 110 brake horsepower, yeah. From i it's not.
0: It's not standard. Let's just say that with confidence. No. It's not standard. It's, it's think that our
1: standard are, are the brakes.
0: Yes, because they're not, they're not great, are they, Matthew? They're not fantastic. Yeah. No, but, I mean, it's, it's from it's 1959. Old car. Which old yeah.
1: car brakes well? There is Apart there from, is. like, single Porsches, which cost, like, half a million pounds.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. VW camper van doesn't cost that much. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's just one of them cars. They're probably really bad and probably really unreliable, but they're just amazing.
1: Oh, it's definitely unreliable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like the VW campervan, the VW Beetle and the Citroën TCV when I was a kid, they were cars I admired, like when I was living in France. Mm. Frenchy, yeah. Um, They were cars I really, (laughs) really looked up to. Like, wow, that is amazing. Um, And I remember when I first met you, 2017, oh God, horrible day. um, I I remember when you said, I've got a VW campervan in my garage. I didn't believe you. And then when I saw it, I was like...
1: You didn't believe... That I had an Audi
0: A4 Quattro, did you? I didn't believe that either.
1: So I sent you a video, and I was just like, this was like three years ago, Am my, like, baby
0: voice. Yes, yes, I know.
1: This, this is an Audi A4 Quattro, Daniel. It's four-wheel drive.
0: I know, yeah. But your Audi's fantastic. It's, it's Thank you, thank you. It's a 1.9 turbo diesel. Uh,
1: 1.9 turbo diesel, uh, tuned. Yes. Uh, from factory. It had around 140 horsepower. Now it's got about 170. Yes. Uh, yes. Top speed, maybe 140. I don't know. Um, yeah,
0: it's, it's quick. quite quick. It's an estate as well, which I should point out. And for an estate car, it's amazing. Like me, you and your dad have been out in the Audi before, around roundabouts and stuff like that. And it does just—it just it just doesn't lose grip. It's, no, it's... no, no.
1: The handling on its it doesn't really understeer.
0: No, not really. Not like
1: you know, most newer Audis.
0: RS3 and stuff like. That. I was watching Fifth Gear the other day. Some good conversation this, um, and they were doing a big uh, test between. Uh, it was like a battle, knockdown battle between the Seat Leon. Oh Cupra, yeah, Seat Cupra. Leon Cupra. Yeah, Cupra, Renault Megane RS, Audi RS3, and a Honda Civic Type R. The first one to go was the Seat, um, because it just. I don't know. It. It was very I quite like
1: the Seat. I really like the Seat.
0: But it understeered.
1: The one I'd have most of all is it's is the RS3, isn't it? Not the S3. I'd probably RS3. have the RS3. But my favourite hot hatch, you know this, Daniel, is the Ford Focus RS.
0: Yeah. And
1: your favourite hot hatch is the Civic Type R, isn't it? It's either or the, the, it's either the Civic or RS. the RS.
0: It's one of the two, yeah. But what was interesting is the second one to go in the big fifth gear championship was the Audi because it just understeered too much going oh, around yeah. the corners. And then it was the... Honda that went, and then it was the Renault that won. And in the previous fifth gear test, it was the Renault that won again. The Renault is because
1: it's the, isn't it the best uh, front-wheel drive hatch around the Nurburgring, isn't it? I
0: think yes, yeah, yeah. It won the record last year. Yeah. But it, in a straight line, the Audi would smash it. It yeah, really would. Five cylinders, yeah. It's only a 1.8 engine, isn't it? Turbocharged in the megan but it's around the corners where the megan comes into its own because it's got the rear-wheel steering. It's only a little bit. But it helps massively, um, yeah. and it just it just handles amazingly, um, and that's where it gets most of its wins from. Is around the corners, um, and around the Nurburgring, it's known for its quite yeah, risky yeah. corners. So that's probably why they won the record. But it's not super fast in a straight line. Obviously, you're not lacking speed.
1: Well, it's not built for straight line speed.
0: No, no, no. no. straight line
1: speed, you get a Dodge Demon.
0: Yes, yes, or a Fiat Panda, because they're great everything.
1: Apart from everything.
0: Oh, God. Just... So, um, let's just move on to another bit of conversation before we get into a bit of a row, um, because I'm sure <laughs> that's not what they want to, listeners want to listen to, going to work or doing the garden. If or you
1: do, then watch our YouTube channel, another blog. Yeah,
0: there's plenty of arguments on there. But you used to have an Abarth 595, didn't you? No, it
1: was an Abarth 500. Okay. Was it? I think no, no. It was. Well, a fa- they're known as the five
0: nine five, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was but, the.
1: It was. Oh, I love that car. Little Italian car. Yeah. I've got this ABARTH T-shirt on because I've been waiting for this ABARTH hoodie for like two months now.
0: It just hasn't come. No. No.
1: Uh, the I, reason why we. Uh,
0: yeah, sh- yeah, go on. I didn't know. I didn't know you when you had your ABARTH, and that's quite a shame, really, because I would have liked seen it. But just explain to the listeners what it was like as a car.
1: Oh, I urge you to get one. Remember, I don't know if some of you old Top Gear viewers might know this. Jeremy Clarkson, when he reviewed the Abar 500, he said it was a mini Lamborghini. It is. It's yeah, oh, yeah. The crackles and bangs. It's a the great exhaust. car.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic car. People that follow me on social media and previous listeners of the Piston Podcast, which hopefully is everybody in the world, um, may know that we've just got a Fiat Panda 100 horsepower, and it's sort of like a cooler version. I mean, cool as in like colder, um, of the Abarth Five Nine Five, and I think you that's... say
1: cooler version than in that bath.
0: <laughs> I mean, cooler as in colder, not as in like cooler as in I've got a Fiat Panda that's so cool, yeah, because it probably is cool. Oh, I think it's cool, but I think many things are cool and they're not. The only thing, because the Abarth,
1: the Abarth was uh, very good. Not the best round town, because your Panda's like this as well, because it's very jumpy, isn't it?
0: Jumpy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow speeds. It just wants to go. And if you, I remember our Abbot, if you took it out of
1: sport mode in the Abbot off, it was horrible. So Keep the only sport. way to drive it properly is to drive fast.
0: Speed and power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speed and power. It's the same with the Panda. Um, I think a few cons, I'll say this, because I've had it for uh, a month or two, I think now. That's gone quickly. A few cons. It's the suspension. It's quite firm. It's the same near the oh, bath, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. I feel the interior plastics aren't very nice. But for a 2007 Fiat, it's not terrible, considering it's a Fiat and it's from 2007. Um, and obviously the jumpiness when you're at a slow speed. But you can sort of bypass that jumpiness if you just put it in a higher gear, like fifth or sixth. Um, Yeah, Yeah, but that's not
1: great around town, is it? Putting in six gear all the time, is it?
0: Not really, no. It can increase MPG. Like, the best MPG we've ever had in the Panda is 42.
1: (laughs) I think, I've no idea what we had in the Fiat.
0: Uh, I think it's going to be a bit higher, seeing as it's turbo.
1: Yeah, because the Fiat is basically the same engine as the Abarth,
0: just without without a
1: turbo. Yeah, Yeah. that's
0: right, yeah. 1.4. Yeah, and the turbo gives it an extra 35-40 horsepower, something like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it does make quite a bit of a difference. But one thing without the turbo is yes, you've got less power, but then you haven't got the turbo lag. So once you put your foot down, you get quite a lot of the throttle. Oh, the Avatar's had
1: massive turbo lag.
0: Yeah. That's not, yeah, I know. It's not very surprising because uh, you can't, I don't know. It's, I don't know, really. You just sort of imagine it from a small car with a turbo. I mean, in our Renault Scenic. It does have some turbo. lag. you have to take it up to about three yeah. and a half thousand RPM for it to kick in, um, and then I'm not going to say it flies because it doesn't, but <laughs> it starts becoming a bit more. The durable.
1: Audi, that's the turbo in that. That's it works brilliantly. It kicks in about one and a half revs. That's because well, it's yeah. a diesel, so that's it's meant right. to do that. But really good.
0: At 1.9 diesel, so great engines, bulletproof, completely mm. bulletproof. We one in our old Renault Laguna. I know, so interesting. And they're just so faultless. They just sort of go, what? You want me to do a thousand mile journey? Okay, what's, what's the problem with that? They just. Sort would, of you just like
1: to, would you like to tell the story about how you and your family fell in love with Renault? Oh
0: dear. So it was about, <laughs> I think it was about 20 years ago, my mum worked at a company. And they normally have, I think they normally have some cars that they bring that they drive around the site and they weren't available yeah. at the time. So I think my, cause I think, oh, I can't remember what the car was, but she was told that she could drive the manager's car and the manager's car, I think was a Renault Laguna. She drove it. She fell in love with it and she drove it multiple times actually after that. Um, and then we got a gold Renault Laguna and then we got a silver Renault Laguna and we got a brown Renault Scenic. Well, the
1: guy who saw it to you said it was bronze.
0: Yes. Yeah, it did say it was bronze. It didn't have any pictures, but we're told... It's just confusing. Basically, we didn't actually buy that car originally. We bought a different car, and I think it was blue or something. Um, Yeah. And it was basically double sold. But then we were told that you can have this one, it's bronze, and it's better spec, it's better quality, and it's cheaper. So we were like, okay. Uh, And then it came up, and then we went to go see it. It wasn't bronze. It was brown. It's poo colour. That's what it was. And... At first, I hated it. It took me a few years to get used to it. And now I honestly can say, if it's clean, it doesn't actually look that bad. It is quite a nice colour because it's very metallic-y. It's quite stylish. Yeah,
1: I just just don't like French cars. I think my favourite French brand is Alpine or Citroën. No, Bugatti, you say it's French. It's built by German people. Yeah,
0: In France, yeah, it's but it's French built company. by Germans. It's a French company, though. It's a it's French, French D- name. Dacia, right, owned by Renault, doesn't make it French. It's still Romanian. So, Bugatti is French. Mm. If you ever a look back in the heritage, it's a French company.
1: All right. F- French cars. I always say French cars are slow. Sorry. Two cars. Well, no, three, if you count the EB110. Yep. Uh... Are the only three are the three fastest French cars.
0: Yes, and the are Renault the French... Scenic. And the Renault Scenic.
1: <laughs> oh, Renault, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, make a Renault Sport Renault Scenic.
0: Be quite cool. But I think they're gonna completely stop making the scenic because everybody's going for the Capture and the Cajar or SUVs. And it has been rumoured that they're gonna stop making the scenic. And that is yeah. really quite sad because it's quite it's a good car. It's not, it's not very interesting, but it's a good car. And yeah, it's same, like, same, uh, same goes with yeah. the Megane because Renault obviously going quite hybridy and electric over the next few years. So the future of the Megane is at risk. Um, and that will be yeah. really quite sad because the Megane is quite a legendary Renault to be honest. It's one of the more famous ones. And mm-hmm. just think we will we'll never have a Megane RS again. And that is quite sad to have a hot hatch. Like a, a massive group of hatches and there not be a Renault Megane RS. I think yeah. it's, it's going to be quite strange. It's going to be quite difficult to get used to. Sad. Very sad. Because they're all falling into the SUV trap.
1: Also, with uh, electric cars, as you know, they weigh so, so much. and
0: they do. The lightweight
1: that's... sports car is going to die out because... Yeah, of course. yeah. The only lightweight electric car is the Renault Twizy, which it can seat two if you yeah. pay extra. And has no. a top speed of 30.
0: I was actually reading an article and somebody was commenting on the article saying that now is Because it was all about pollution and global warming and emissions coming out of cars. Yeah. And somebody was saying, oh, we should introduce the 1,000 kilo rule where cars can't be over a 1,000 kilos because that means they're heavy and they're using more fuel and it's bad for the planet. Yeah. But can I just say something? Our 1.4 litre Fiat Panda weighs 975 kilos. Our 1 litre Toyota Yaris weighs just over a tonne, which means that the Toyota wouldn't be allowed, but the Fiat would be, even though the Fiat lets out a lot more emissions. I just don't think it's going to work. And if you think electric cars, it's pretty much impossible to make an electric car under a ton. I think,
1: no, I know my yellow van wouldn't be allowed. It's quite light. It weighs about 1,100 kilos it's for light, a van. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I really want you to do an electric conversion to it. I think that'd be really cool.
1: I'll do it Cause because it's, you know, my dad's fan and it will be passed down to me. I'm only gonna do an electric conversion until When you have to. I absolutely have to. Yeah, I will definitely do that, but it's just electric cars, they're brilliant around town, but I just I don't really like them.
0: Yeah. We're very different. I really like them. I really support them. I think they're very cool. But yeah, you you understand them, but you just prefer the petrol and diesel which i appreciate. yeah Yeah, because i i I like them all equally to be honest i don't really have a preference they're all good for their own reasons yeah right let's move on away from pistons obviously it's the piston podcast and let's talk about bicycles because me and you like our bikes don't we
1: oh well yeah it's the fastest way of transport because we can't have a car because we could drive in two years
0: yeah i know two years two years i'm going to drive before you hopefully so i can't wait for that day anyway back to bicycles you have got a new um a new bike coming in soon would you like to explain what it is it's not new well, definitely <laughs> it's actually
1: not. it's very old i don't know how old it is it's a vintage rally bike um i really don't know much about it it's originally my granddad's yeah and uh he said that we can do it as like a project to build so um it's if nice. you know Daniel, he has a triumph roadster from nineteen fifty eight yes, and I'd, that's right I love that bike, and so I really wanted a vintage bike of my own
0: yes. and um
1: the only thing I do know about the rally bike it's green uh i think it has some stripes on it uh four speed hub gears like yours but,
0: but yours three. is three
1: speed yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah but does it have uh, light, does it have white walls though <laughs> i'll I'll buy some. I recently put some white walls on my bike. People follow me on social media. You'll probably see it on there. Daniel Carso 5. Bit of a plug. Um, I'm really proud of how it looks. It looks fantastic. It really increases the vintage look. I think it's, it's superb. Um, moving away from vintage stuff, let's go on to day-to-day bikes. What have you got in your garage?
1: Uh, well, I have a uh, Carrera. Uh, for all you yobbos out there listening, I have yes. a Carrera uh, Hellcat. mountain bike which is uh it's oh it's really good it's reliable (laughs) off-road ish yes but once you get on road and you're doing longer journeys and that's why i have a racing bike a uh italian designed not italian built italian design racing bike called a uh, mech pinarello uh carbon
0: it's nice that that bike got me to buy my own it's a trek alpha 1.2 i know Well, these bike names are a bit too much, aren't they? Saying that, I've got Mm. a Carrera Banshee, and that's not a very impressive name, is it?
1: Yeah, Carrera Hellcat, named after the Dodge Hellcat, which is one of my favourite muscle cars.
0: It's a cool name. But Banshee, it doesn't work. Really, really doesn't. But um, the plan was for this year to... Because I think last year, um, we started cycling a lot more often, um, me and you going all around... Yeah, Britain if it wasn't like for that.
1: the uh, COVID-19, we'd probably be out like every day.
0: Yeah, we would be. Well, we'd still,
1: we'd be in school right now, wouldn't we?
0: We would be. Yeah, instead of recording this fantastic podcast. But yeah, I wanted to do a lot more cycling and a lot more touring on the bikes this year, but it's a bit stuffed yeah. to the plan. So um, did I. But hopefully later on in the year, like August time, when everything's sort of heading back to normality, um, yeah. we'll be able to hit the road again and go adventuring and record more all things auto videos for the channel subscribe like comment blah 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 um so yeah it, it it's, it's a shame but you know lockdown is it for is the best shame. um but it's just, i'm just thankful for zoom and all this technology which means we can still be productive yeah. and do all this uh, interesting stuff because every morning we're whatsapp calling and we're constantly talking about something interesting car related and i'm constantly thinking to myself this would be great podcast content and that's why today we're recording, because yeah. it's, it's just great. Right, let's move away from bikes now, because um, it's time to do a review, and this is going to be quite interesting. Matthew, what is your favourite car at the moment? Say the right uh, one, please. It's not my
1: favourite, uh, it's one of them, it's the uh, Ferrari LaFerrari.
0: Yes, that is true. And um, it's priced around a million pounds, that's right, isn't it? It's quite a big price, yeah. but it's a special car. Very few of them were made, um, and I suppose... It's
1: so good looking. I oh, You personally, you prefer the out-of-the-hype car Holy Trinity. You prefer the P1, don't you?
0: Yeah, From yeah McLaren. That's, that's just me. It'd go P1, and then 918, and then the LaFerrari. But it doesn't mean I don't like the LaFerrari. I think it's a very special car.
1: I think I'd go opposite. I'd go P1, then 918. No, not yeah. P1, sorry. LaFerrari, then 918, then P1. Yeah, but they're all just... brilliant cars.
0: They are fantastic. So engine, it's got a 6.3-litre V12 engine, which is just crazy. And it's got an electric motor, which produces, according to this website, 160 brake horsepower. Um, so I like the way you've got the electric motor and the petrol engine. But I don't yeah. like the way that you can't actually use electric motor on its own. I think that's quite a fault.
1: With Porsche, the 918, isn't it? Because you can separate them. And, yeah, uh, and the p it, ha- it can do nearly... Porsche claim, which I think is not right, 90 mpg. And the LaFerrari is just like. Let's not forget
0: the owners of Porsche, Volkswagen, right? Yeah. They're known for maybe not uh, going with their figures, are they, really?
1: No, they've (laughs) taken a more Italian way. See, Italians, they can just lie.
0: They just lie. Yeah, that's true. It's got a rear mid-mounted engine layout, and it produces 950 brake horsepower with the engine and the motor together, which is just ludicrous. It has 666 pound-foot of torque, which, again, yeah. it's, just, it's just crazy. You're not going to tow a caravan, obviously, but it's crazy. MPG. Combined.
1: It's like 13 or 23 or something.
0: Very 14. low. 14. Oh. I know, it's a whopping 14. <laughs> Makes my panda look good. Range, uh, it's got a 95-liter tank, fuel tank that is. Um, and I don't think you can, you can't go. No, you can't go far at all with the electric motor because you, you have to work it with the engine. But I think no, you the, can't
1: separate the electric I know, motor
0: from the. Thinking about that, it's, it's a bit of a letdown, really. Not to 16 under three seconds, which is amazing. Top speed, 217 miles per hour plus. It's been tested at 217, but no more. Um, I watched
1: a video of one. It hit like 230 or something crazy yeah. like that.
0: They are weird cars. It weighs, are you ready? 1,585 kilos, one and a half tons. But obviously it weighs a lot because it's a big engine. It's a big Electric load. motor, yeah. Yeah, that is true. CO2 emissions. Because obviously this is 2020. And we have to talk about this, even though people that buy this car... <laughs> Well, he won't give a damn. But CO2 emissions, the LaFerrari emits 330 grams per kilometre, which is quite a lot. But if you compare it to the McLaren P1, that emits 194 grams per kilometre, which is a lot lower. Um, so, yeah, it's your choice, uh, you there. My VW
1: camper van is better for the environment than the LaFerrari. La Ferrari.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. An engine from the 50s is crazy. Um, And the rivals, obviously, I've written down the McLaren P1 and the Porsche 918. They're the main ones, to be honest. Everybody knows. Mm. Pros and cons. Pros. It looks gorgeous. Really nice. It is. It's Mm. very nice. Best looking
1: of the trio for me.
0: Possibly. It's an Italian hypercar, which is just... Wow. That's all I'm going to say. Cons... You can't use electric only, and I think that's quite a letdown, but Ferrari aren't keen on electric cars, which is understandable, because of Ferrari. But and the P1,
1: if you drive that electric only, it only has, you talked about this when you did radio, that yeah. only has a range of like 9
0: miles yeah. or 11. It's really ridiculous. but yeah. And the last con I've written down is Matt likes it. Oh, cheers. It's no problem. Um, and because you like it, I'm not allowed to like it, because it's just not how we work. But yeah, there's the Ferrari la Ferrari. I'm going to give it a Piston podcast rating of 4.9 out of 5.
1: Um, <laughs> I'd give it a 5. 5 out of 5. Defo.
0: It would be a 5, but because you like it, it's not. It's a 4.9. Oh, yeah, yeah that is, that's true. Right, let's put this aside. Uh, in fact, no, would you like to do a quick verdict on the Ferrari, La Ferrari? Would you like to have your say?
1: Uh, what is there to say? It's a million pound hypercar. It's The rule is on of the Holy Trinity, the McLaren is... The fastest if you want to do laps, like lap times. Ferrari LaFerrari is the one you want to drive and be in. The 918 is the one you want to use every day, I think. Yeah, I read I think, that somewhere. I you're right there.
0: Yeah, the LaFerrari is the one you would take to a car show, isn't it? Just, oh, yeah, definitely. And the one you probably wouldn't use a lot. Is, yeah, the one the you would use is definitely the Porsche. Yeah, I think my problem with the Porsche is it probably just doesn't look hyper enough. It looks good, but it just... It's not enough. Remember the Porsche Panamera? Well, no, it's yes. still
1: made, but the old one that... I um, think Richard... Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Hammond tested. It just reminds me of that. I don't know why.
0: I don't... <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. Right, car review's over and stuff like that. It's time now. So the Would You Rather car edition, right, cool. and this is from BuzzFeed.com, so thank you for the time. Thank you for them. Thank you to them. There we go. So the first one, would you rather drive for miles with a beach view or would you drive for miles with a mountain view? Depends what car I'm in.
1: If I'm in some sort of spider-like, oh well, I don't know, LaFerrari spider, yeah, I'd probably choose mountain view. But if I think was in something like to. a golf or something, I'd choose to beat you.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. The next one. Would you rather get stuck in traffic late at night or hit the road an hour later than you wanted to?
1: I hate traffic. It's. I no, don't it's, think anyone likes traffic,
0: but... I don't mind it. An hour later. You'd have to drive fast. <laughs> yes. Is, yeah. If you're an hour late. I like driving at night and traffic at night is quite interesting. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. It depends it how tired you are. stressy, yeah.
0: Depends how tired you are. Like coming back from Holland at New Year. Oh, it's horrible. Would you rather wash the car yourself or change a tyre yourself? Wash, wash the car. Because
1: I'm incompetent at anything.
0: Changing a car tyre is difficult. You're changing the mm-hmm. wheel, it's alright, but tyre. Oh. Would you rather sit in the back and choose the music or sit in the front and tolerate meh tunes. <laughs> meh. Uh... Meh. Oh dear, that's difficult. If I'm in the back, I puke, but then I get to listen to the Beatles. If I sit in the front, I don't puke, but then I get to listen to Thomas's Abba, my brother. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit in the front, I think. But just tolerate. Oh, the I Abba. would
1: sit in the front.
0: Yeah. I prefer sitting in the front. Would you rather drive somewhere in record time, or snag the best parking spot possible? I don't
1: get what the point is of record times. It's I mean pointless. you get someone quick yeah but that's it.
0: Yeah, get the best parking spot. But... Doesn't make any sense. They're next Very one. old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Would you rather have in-car navigation or have a heated steering wheel and seats? Uh, heated steering wheel and seats, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, and I then sat I just up get...
1: on your phone. Yeah, and i want someone to read a
0: map. Or a man. Be my butler. (laughs) Yeah. Would you rather be the only one in your friend group with a car or be the friend who always has to ask for rides? Be the one that's got a car. Yeah, exactly. I I would like to be a little chauffeur for people. Like, oh, I'm drunk. Can you pick me up, Daniel? Okay. Gives me a ride out in my panda. Would you rather sail through every stoplight, traffic light, or never have to merge or change lanes?
1: paper uh well we can't exactly do these because we, we, we don't drive
0: but yeah. traffic light
1: i feel i like it when we change lane in the car i don't know, yeah. I know. But, I like overtaking.
0: if you think of it on a bike would you like to go past the red light i know you do anyway but would you like to <laughs>
1: i've never done that for any okay. police officers
0: for the podcast's sake, Matthew's never done that. Don't um, come at me or him. Uh, don't be emailing pistonpodcast at gmail.com yeah. or whatever. Yeah, go past every uh, traffic light.
1: I think. I'd do that. Go past every traffic light. But changing lane, if I'm on a bike, I feel like people are just going to run me over. Yeah. Because it is me. Yeah. And if you don't know me, oh, I'm yeah. famous for very falling pro. off and crashing, and going into a ditch.
0: Yeah, that's true. Would you rather catch up with a friend while driving or belt show tunes while driving? What? Catch, so up. Would you catch up with a friend while driving, like, hello. Or would you rather... Oh, yeah, de- definitely catch music. up with a
1: friend. Defer. Socialise. You'd probably choose music, music. because you are like that. <laughs>
0: I probably would, to be honest. Would you rather put up with a backseat driver, which is me, but in the front, or need caffeine with no rest stop for miles? Uh, I don't... Put I up... don't... I never really need caffeine. I don't need caffeine. Uh,
1: put up with the backseat driver, and if they're annoying, then leave them.
0: Come out, yeah. Yeah, or boot it. Would you rather... Wind, th- no, wind through beautiful back roads, or cruise on the highway with no other cars in sight.
1: If uh, so there's no other cars in sight, then I could do a top speed test. But speed cameras in sight.
0: Oh yeah. Well, there'll I'm be
1: speed go... cameras on country lanes, won't there?
0: On back lanes. On back lanes, yeah, but. Oh really? I choose the back lanes, country lanes. Go for the back lanes. Yeah, I do like that. And that's the end of the list. So Buzzfeed, there we go. That's it. That's quite good. Um, maybe next time you're on the podcast, we can do. Would you rather like? Would you rather have an Alfa Romeo or a Fiat or something like that? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be good. In fact, maybe we could make up a few more. Just make them up. Should we do that? Just a few more. Would I you rather drive
1: there. in the snow or drive in the rain? Ooh. Ah, driving the snow. Well, it depends what car, because BMW, BMW drivers M3. will know <laughs> in the snow is absolutely terrible and horrible in every way. Your,
0: your old BMW wasn't wasn't great, was it? In the rear-wheel drive.
1: <laughs> no, it was absolutely terrible.
0: Dad doesn't like it, does he?
1: That's <laughs> why
0: he's got an Audi. That's why he's got an Audi. Yeah, it's a good car. Very good car. Um, right, what else have I got here to talk about? Obviously, right. You can promote your Drive Tribe if you want. I'm giving you a chance to plug.
1: I've only ever done one thing. Right. Promote that. Drive Tribe. Follow me on Drive Tribe. I don't know what my... (laughs) What account is. I haven't posted on it in ages.
0: Matthew Loverhouse.
1: Matthew Loverhouse on Drive Tribe.
0: At Drive Tribe. And obviously go to my Drive Tribe because it's the best. At Daniel's Tribe.
1: I Um, was going to do an article and a review. I did a review on a Bentley Bentayga. Yes. With my true, true, true best friend.
0: <laughs> of course, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, no, um, yeah, that was probably good. The I've always loved Ben, ben- Lee's, but I'm hoping to oh, do yeah. one on the McLaren 570S. Yes. Aid Smith, if you're watching.
0: Yes, listening. Listening.
1: Yeah. Or watching, you never know, on the video podcast.
0: I'm so used to doing radio and podcasts. At the end of my YouTube video I recorded a few weeks back, I actually said, thank you for listening. <laughs> so they weren't watching. How dare they. Right. Um, I just want to talk about this. Um, going down my road these past few days it has been absolutely bonkers BMW M4. And it was an, it's an M4 convertible. And it has the biggest oh, exhaust.
1: I, I hate the M4. I had quad get, exhaust. Just get an M3. Don't get yeah. an M4. I agree. M3 is better. Is it? Is it cheaper?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's better though.
1: It's better. Just get an I, M4. I would say
0: go for go for an M2. Because
1: the M2. Best. My favourite is an M3, but my favourite fast saloon car is an Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio.
0: Quadrifoglio. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic car. I've been driving on forza horizon four um because you know it's a pro driver um it's a great car it's it's just beautiful it looks great i've got a hot wheels model down there and matthew wants it but i'm not going to give it to him um oh yeah but yeah uh, what else is there to talk about something for me actually this one um listeners uh, may know that i'm currently building a tamiya vw camper van um and i'm doing well i haven't actually done much since last week's podcast but I have actually ordered some oil-filled springs because the original ones aren't very good. They're a bit cheap, and they don't handle very well. So I bought some different ones. And a little life hack for you. If you get the official Tamiya oil-filled springs, then they cost about 70 quid for four.
1: You wouldn't get any other teenager doing this, would you?
0: No, not at all, no. (laughs) But I managed to find the exact same one, just from Hong Kong, but they supply them for Tamiya for 20 quid. So that's Mm -hmm. quite good. You save a lot of money that way, so there's it all. Life hack for you Tamiya geeks out there.
1: And you said you were going to paint it uh, Porsche yeah. yellow,
0: which is the same colour as my van. That is true, yeah. Do you know what? What's going to be fantastic, what I want to do, is when, when, when we go to these air-cooled car shows in your camper van, is to bring the little one as well, so we have little and large. <laughs> yes. Come on. Do you remember when we went to the Anglesey Steam Rally in 2019 and there was that big remote control car?
1: Oh, yeah, that was... That, that was did, tammy one. He went there on his Triumph, and we have to go on these horrible dirt tracks, and I went on my dad's mountain bike. I know. How did you... I got a puncture, because I went... I rode his bike home, because I was very happy on Valentine's Day, actually. How single are we? It was, and, yeah. Um, we filming. I went on some Twigs, and I got a puncture. You went on gravel for ages, and you didn't get a puncture.
0: I don't get it. I really don't get it. But I haven't had any problems with tyres recently, so...
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Apart from it exploding.
1: Sh- yeah, oh. But that's yeah.
0: sorted with the new tyres, because the other ones weren't shaped properly. Um, and you know how you're a bit against uh, like inner tube slime and tyre slime and stuff like that?
1: I just... I don't get the point of it. I know well, it's to add a coating, but every time you've used it, it's exploded.
0: Well, you know this, obviously, but I'm going to tell the listeners. Um, I've got it in my Carrera, and on my Triumph, well not anymore on my Triumph because it all exploded. Don't have it on my racing bike because it adds drag. But on my Carrera, it actually worked because I was cycling it the other day, came back and there was a piece of glass in the tyre. So we removed it and then a bit of slime came out through the tyre we were like, ah. Oh dear. But then actually the slime sealed the hole, which meant that we don't actually have to take the tyre off and the inner tube off and repair it. It just sealed itself. It's amazing.
1: Glass. Because, you know, we can cycle now for, what is it, like an hour or something a day? There's it's, a glass on my yeah. actual, like, close, where you go into it, So which is just brilliant yeah. when you're on a racing bike. but
0: I know. People um, in your area have actually been against cyclists recently because of lockdown and they think they should stay indoors, even though they've got the right to go out. And they've been laying nails yeah. and stuff like that about, which is disgusting. Mm. So if you're one of them people and you're listening, unsubscribe to the podcast because you're not worthy enough to listen. Uh, it's just a horrible thing not to welcome. do. Not welcome. I yeah, mean, you wouldn't lie
1: like that if someone did that to your car, would you?
0: Not at all. No, 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 no. Not in the precious hand-cooked V12s and the panda. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've been rambling on for about 35, 40 minutes, which means I think we're coming up to the Zoom deadline. So yes. this has been episode five of the Piston podcast. It's been very enjoyable. Nice to be talking to somebody. It went
1: when you're doing this, it goes really quick.
0: It does. It goes really, really quick. Um but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to come on soon. You've been the first guest actually on the podcast. The first guest um, I am very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually plan a lot of guests, but it's been quite difficult, but with lockdown stuff like that. With Zoom, I think I'll be able to do them. So it's been a very good tester. So thank you. Um do you have thank any you. last words? Not last words as in I'm about to kill you, but last words. Uh
1: uh <laughs> My dad has a nineteen fifty nine uh oh, here we, go <laughs> here we
0: go again.
1: no 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 uh buy Ferrari La Ferrari. If you don't yes. then Yes, weird.
0: Then I do uh, uh something
1: Buy an Abar five
0: hundred. Okay. Something to finish this off. I've been looking at a lot of car auctions recently, just looking at how how much cars are going for on collecting cars. And a McLaren 720S sold the other day, top of the range, for 120 grand. And if you think they were a 240,000 pound car, it's halved in price in two years. Yeah. And I I was also looking at an MP4 12C. They were like 200,000 pounds. Nine years on, 60 grand.
1: Yeah. Do you remember? in Albania with uh, Hammond when he tested his uh
0: yes yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Mercedes AMG yeah now uh, 12 grand and 12 that was like grand. a 200,000 pound car
0: depreciation is just depressing it's just really it's, really it's good it's good if you want to buy the car but not if you want to sell it uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah that is uh, I think that's all on the list um, yeah that's everything I've got written down so, again, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. If you're on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, subscribe to the podcast and download a lot of them. I think my mum hasn't even listened to the podcast yet, which I find quite yeah. offensive. But oh well. I think my mum actually has. <laughs> <laughs> but my mum hasn't, right. I'm going to have to try and persuade her. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening. Follow me on social media, Daniel Carzo 5 Go check out All Things Auto, obviously, on YouTube. Some yes. great content yes. on there and coming up, even lockdown content. They're on our own, but whatever. Um, and check out Matthew's Drive Tribe, Matthew Loverhouse. Yes. Right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Stay safe, stay indoors. And I'll see, I'll see you next week, next Sunday, for episode six. Thank you, Matthew, Bye-bye. very much. Goodbye. you're listening to the piston podcast the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me daniel actorhouse listen whilst folding washing doing your day-to-day commute or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust whatever you're doing i promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk anyway engage launch control it's time for the piston podcast